Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you are listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened stronger today following overnight gains in global markets and that's of course ahead of the release of key US consumer inflation data later tonight. An early trade, the Straits Times Index was up 0.5% to 3,207 points after some 44 million securities changed hands in the broader market. The numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what we are looking at so far. The Straits Times Index currently up 0.73% and we are looking at 3,216 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $1 billion. Now, gainers outnumbered losers 385 versus 227. Top 5 movers by value we have here DBS, OCBC, UOB, ST Engineering and Capital Land Invest. And uh, heavily traded securities, Cap Allianz, Citrium and Medtex International. Now in terms of companies to watch, we do have Centurion, which is a dormitory operator. It said yesterday that it will retrofit five purpose-built dorms so that they meet the requirements under the Ministry of Manpower's Dormitory Transition Scheme. Now, elsewhere from shoemaker Birkenstock's trading debut on the New York Stock Exchange to OpenAI's major update to lower costs for developers. More corporate headlines and focus today. Now, joining us on the line is Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Terence, welcome. Hi, Tintin. Great to have you. And Terence, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today? Any surprises when it comes to players like oil? Tech International, which uh, backed new contracts in Indonesia and Malaysia today. Okay, I'm looking at the screen right now. STI, strong day. Well, practically everything's in the green, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, wait, wait, wait a second. I see some, okay, like what you mentioned, there was some uh, Citrum, Samcorp, but they didn't budge by much. Uh, most of them are greens. We've got just a smatterings of red. Uh, the, the big loser, I believe, it was Roma. Uh, so overall, a good day, and I think that. Uh, you know, after the last last week uh, or beginning of this week, there's mm. some major reaction uh, to what's happening in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's been some strength coming back uh, in globally, and and Singapore has also been a beneficiary of that. And uh, since and you are talking about oil tech, right? Yeah, oil tech. Um, oil tech. Uh, they've been begging new contracts, uh, you know, it has a very, very uh, long history, 42 years, uh, whereby it has, you know, successfully designed, built and commercialized plants uh, in, I believe, more than 33 countries across five continents. Mm. Uh, so momentum is uh, kind of with the company. Uh, there have been, it has been uh, getting uh, lots of contracts. Uh, it has, I think the contracts have closed, uh, have, uh, is up by about 33% to uh, 260 million ringgit and the, the order books have been strong. Mm. Right? Uh, the order books, I think, is over 300 million and that will bring them uh, all the way through to uh, 2025. So, Oyen, uh, this company is not exactly very, very liquid uh, yeah. and, but the valuations are, I think, fairly decent. 
As I was looking on my screen right now, the uh, oil tech currently up 2.32% healthy gains as well. And let's zoom in on some of the companies to watch. Uh, Terence, we do have dorm operator Centurion uh, saying that it will retrofit its five purpose-built dorms so that they meet requirements under the MOM's dormitory transition scheme. Question is, when we look at the costs involved, how significant is this and what implication will that have on share price? Seems like shares were flat. Okay, uh, back of the... I actually, actually uh, I, I think that there are still some unknowns. Uh, yeah. But what, what is known is, you know, Centurion, you know, do have uh, close to 35,000 bids and uh, we're probably, uh, of, of, for this five purpose-built dorms they're talking about, uh, there's, I think, if I take 7,500 of them, so, so that represents uh, that that will be retrofitted mm. uh, to meet the new standards, right? Um, I think the five purpose-built dorms already have uh, on-site facilities, but they require uh, retrofitting. And um, this number is uh, circa 80% of the bids uh, that requires to undergo some form of uh, uh, retrofitting. Um, that looks like a big number, 80%. Mm. Uh, but there's always going to be, uh, you know, financial support coming through. Uh, but I, I think the details haven't really been out yet, so it's very, very difficult. Uh, mm. But what we do know is that, you know, Centurion being uh, the largest, uh, the, yeah. the largest uh, accommodation uh, supplier out in the market, mm. you know, they, they do benefit from some form of economics uh, of scale. Right. Aside from Centurion, uh, Terence, another company making the news today is uh, Creative Technology. It has apparently given notice that it has recorded pre-tax losses for three consecutive years. But that being said, it meets the financial entry criteria to avoid being placed on the SGX watch list. Quite a number of things going on, but how should investors make of the recent developments? When you mentioned uh, uh, pre-recorded, uh, uh, recorded pre-tax losses for mm. three consecutive years, then the first thing that came to my mind was only three. Uh. It seems like it's been a long time since uh, we saw uh, the company go in the black. Uh, you know, uh, just a trivial pursuit. Uh, in March 2000, when I first covered the stock, you know how much it was? Oh, I need it to hear from you. Three, it was $63. Uh-huh. So on that very day, I remember the announcement, came, uh, the, the, the results announcement came out, it popped to almost $70. Uh, right now, we are... I think about one dollar sixty cents, but it went, you know, like to the penny stage. Uh, but I, I think some interesting developments of late. Uh, it creative share price actually popped recently with the announcement of this partnership mm. with uh, China Skyworth. Yeah, um, and uh, the the prices I think skyrocketed. It went up over fifty percent. Uh, but that's still a far cry from where I first covered the company. So now, now it's uh, about one dollar sixty cents. And and this partnership, I think, uh, looks interesting to the market. Uh, Skyworth, uh, just for for some background, uh, is China's leading smart TV maker. Mm. It's been ranked top five consistently. So by by uh, what what Creative is going to do is to bring its super X five. Uh, into the TVs of Skyworth. Yeah. So that looks exciting. Skyworth has like 20% market share in chi- uh, China uh, and that could potentially be uh, creative uh, to creative earnings. Uh, but over the years, like uh, we have seen many four stars with creative. Hopefully, mm. you know, we see a real turnaround this time around.
Okay, so seems like at least uh, there's some bright spots uh, to look up for. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. And uh, Terence, let's take a look at what's happening around the world. Uh, shoemaker Birkenstock makes its uh, trading debut on the NYSE, but how would you assess its first day performance? I heard it's underwhelming. Your thoughts? Ugly. It's just ugly. It fell almost 13% on its debut. Um, and I, I think it, it sort of reminds the market of share price performance of another shoe brand, Doc Martens, mm-hmm. right, which came out during the, the pandemic, I believe. Mm. Uh, some analysts have pointed to the fact that, you know, profits for Birkenstock stock is not exactly interesting. It dropped 20% in the first nine months of the year. So the outlook isn't great. But I think that that's not even the issue. It's, it's more to do with the fact that uh, currently is not an ideal period or IPO. If you look at the other mega, the big, no, don't call it mega, but the bigger IPOs this year, um, of which Birkenstock is the third largest, uh, other major IPOs like um, Instacart, uh, Clavio, mm. you know, all saw volatility in the share prices after yeah. they listed last month, right? So I, I think it's more to do with the sentiment. You know, during times where sentiment is good, you can be the worst stock in terms of financials, but you will yeah. still bounce up. Right. Uh, I, I guess in this case, it's the other way around. Um, the the financials are not great, but then uh, the uh, people, uh, there, there was actually some interest before the IPO to mm. take it up. That's why it went top of the range. Uh, but then upon listing, uh, the uh, sentiment soured and it just came off. Mm. And Terence, uh, finally, before we let you go, get ready for this uh, slightly loaded question. Two parts. One is that OpenAI plans to introduce major updates for developers to make uh, make it cheaper and faster to build software applications on AI models. Uh, what are the broader implications on the tech sector? Now, the second question is slightly more related to the US market. CPI numbers due to be out tonight. Uh, any major surprises that you're expecting? Okay, um, first one, AI, right? Um, yeah. Many ways, I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, greater access to these models have really helped to drive innovation. Uh, it could also catch, you know, the flaws out there. Uh, AI won't thrive if, you know, just a few big mega tech companies, you know, get to keep this technology and decide how it's being used. So mm. open source software has uh, really been around for years and decades. You know, that's why why we have the internet. Uh, but the cost of building powerful models. Uh, mean that you know open source AI didn't take off until just a year ago, I think November. Uh, so potentially costs could come uh, lower. At first glance, uh, I think chip makers would really benefit mm. because the lower costs uh, required to develop uh, new technology. Hardware makers could also benefit uh, mm. from it at the onset, given that you know costs have come down and more companies could come on board to you know further develop it, and that would imply they would uh, need relevant or they need more hardware so uh, overall uh, it's all about cost and i, mm. I think i mean as costs come lower uh, products arising from this technology is going to become commoditized and, and i think that's a win on its own. Mm. Uh, second question what's second question second question is on the september cpi numbers tonight any ah. surprises perhaps uh, that you're expecting uh, with the sharp spike in oil prices in September, you see it go from 80 to 90. Mm. Now, I'm not uh, sure whether you know we should expect any kind of negative surprise for headline CPI. Uh, but consensus should have already taken care of it by pricing it in. So uh, consist- 
uh, consensus, I think it's still high at 3.6%, mm. uh, against the previous uh, periods at 3.6%, which, which I think is just uh, about right. Uh, core inflation numbers uh, month on month should still be holding steady at mm. 0.3%. Uh, so uh, don't, yeah, I don't expect any kind of like, drastic changes uh, mm. to come from here. All right. It seems like there's a, a lot to watch this week. Thanks a lot, Terence. That was Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.